There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Australian Ghost Whisperer with Katarina Legato and James Jennings. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Hope you're well. Hi, Katarina. Hello, James. We're not in the same room again. This is heartbreaking. It's It really is. I'm really feeling it. The separation. I'm getting anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're seeing each other on the weekend to do some. I... So all will be well. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, to, on this episode, we have a very special guest, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hi, James. Good to see you. You too. You too. Now, Catherine and I go way back. We're both from the same town in New South Wales, a place called Orange. So we went to school together many moons ago. And uh, Catherine uh, has been checking out the podcast. And she flicked me a message recently because she stayed somewhere and had a very intense haunted house experience. And I was like, you have to come on the show and share with us your story. So over to you, Catherine, let's let's talk about what happened and where it happened. So uh, it's in Harden and it was in an old Federation house, so over a hundred years old. And um, my family is spread all over the countryside. And this weekend we decided let's all get together. Let's just find a house that's somewhere in the middle of where we all live and literally put a pin on a map and chose Harden. Right. And that's how we ended up in this town. It, it is a little bit creepy. And I'm sure people who live there will, you know, write into you and say it's not creepy. But there is a very distinct energy when you drive into that town that, you know, some stuff's gone down there. And um, I had never really spent that much time there. Uh, it's beautiful. It's in the middle of all those canola fields. Driving in, um, imagine just a beautiful, big Federation house, big wide veranda around it, um, a little bit of land, like it's probably sitting on about an acre or so. Um, beautiful pathways, you walk up, that grand kind of door, stained glass windows, all the features, you name it. You know, it would have been a mansion in its day, really. Mm. But I... Um, I'd no sooner pulled up the car and stepped out onto the curb and I could just feel it. I knew it was going to happen. Like I just knew there was something about, about this house that um, was, was telling me that it was not going to be a great experience for me. And when I walked inside, it had been renovated. It was all beautiful. You could feel the front part of the house was sort of had been cleared. Like it had a fresh sort of energy to it but the back part of the house had not been renovated and um, that's where I was staying. And I was staying there for two nights. So wow. the first night uh, I'd gone into that back room to just put my stuff down and I was staying in the room with my daughter and my, my dog 
and my dog started growling in the doorway even before we walked in. Oh, wow. I could, <laughs> I could just, I could feel it. Like I could feel the room. Like there was something in the room and I was like, oh, great. This is going to be interesting. Yep. Um, I was getting on for evening and I put my bags in there and I said as I walked into the room, I know you're here. Um, we're just travellers. We're just passing through. We'll only be here for a little while. I'm not here to disturb you. And the curtains were closed in this room. And the curtains opened. <laughs> and I said, oh, you poor thing. Oh, this is going to be great. That's creepy. Creepy. <laughs> and uh, so I knew what I was sort of walking into. And uh, later that night, uh, I'd taken my daughter and popped her uh, in the bed in there. And I didn't want her in the room without me. So I, I sort of um, settled myself down, knowing I probably wouldn't sleep through the night. And I tried to close my eyes and turn the lights off and then almost immediately felt the pressure come down on the bed like someone was sitting on the edge of the bed and then kind of bouncing the end of the bed just gently but enough to let you know that they were there. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I turned, I turned the light on, not that it really does anything, and just sat up. And said, "Okay, look, I'm I'm not here to cause any problems. I know you're here. Um, do you want to talk to me? Is there something you want to say to me? Um, I'm happy to listen, but I'm not I'm not here to cause any any harm. You can stay in this space. I just need to stay here for a little while. And uh, everything went fine for about twenty minutes, and there was an ensuite off." this bedroom that had never been renovated, really old kind of 1970s style ensuite. And it had these shelves where we put some things on there. And the shelf just was completely wiped and all the things smashed into the wall in the ensuite. And my dog woke up and started barking its head off. It was awful. And my daughter was fast asleep, slept through the entire thing. And so after that, I uh, went, right, I'm not going to be sleeping tonight. Sat up in the bed and just thought, okay, you're here, I'm here, we'll just chill for a bit. And then I sensed that there was actually another spirit in the room. But this one was much younger and trying to reason with the other spirit. And so I could get the sense that there was a tension happening in a particular part of the room that had nothing to do with me, but it was sort of like a, sort of like an intensity between these two um, spirits that was uh, going on. Sounds very strange, but I can't see what's happening, but I can sense things pretty strongly. And it's almost this thing that happens where I can look through the room and you can get a very clear picture of what the two spirits are like. And one of them, the angry one, was a really old, bitter woman who was an invalid in some way who'd lived in that room for a very long time and I think had passed away. 
and the youngest the younger spirit was a, a woman who uh, a young woman who had lived in the same room as well but at a different time and she'd been a servant in this house and you could get this very strong sense that she felt very protective of the house and protective of the people that visited it almost wanting to continue to be of service to the people that were in the house. And so she was trying to reason um, with this with this spirit. And things calmed down for a couple of hours, but I stayed awake the whole night. Like I just picked up a book and had a little light on and um, things calmed down quite a bit. But then at about three o'clock, three or four o'clock in the morning, which can always be a bit of a creepy hour. The me. witching hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my dog started going nuts again and um, the curtain started going, just opening and closing. So it was more about freaking me out, but really the intention was to irritate me and that's the sense that I got. So it wasn't trying to hurt me. It was just really trying to make its presence felt in that room um, and the curtains go opening and closing the windows were not open it was very deliberate like you could see it and you could hear them running along the rails and um that sort of went on and off for probably about oh, an hour or so and there'd be moments where it would calm down and then it would just keep happening again and I just sat there with my dog and tried to calm my dog down um, tried to bring in some protection and ask for some light into the room because I really didn't have the skills to deal with what was going on in that space. All I could do was coexist and try and um, create a safe environment for my spirit and myself and my, uh, particularly my daughter. Uh, so that's what I did. And then the next morning, Everything was back to normal. Everyone else had had a wonderful sleep in the house and I was absolutely exhausted but also really, really drained, like really energy, like energy drained. Yeah, because um, they vampirised your energy while you were there. Mm. And then the next night, <laughs> that was the thing, having to... Having to know that I was going to have to sleep in that room. Oh, my gosh. Why didn't you just leave or sleep in your well, car? Oh, God. I, I can't believe you went back a second night. I know. <laughs> I know. But I kind of, this sort of the thing, I don't I don't really talk about these, these, these experiences. This is probably the worst I've ever had, but I don't really talk about these experiences too much with my family I didn't want to distress my daughter either who was staying in that room and so I thought I'll just I'll just cope with it but what had happened during the day was we had played a lot of really joyful music in the house mm. and this had irritated that spirit something you made them more upset really yeah, yeah. I and thought then, that done. <laughs> so I'm that sure they gave you lots of joy back yeah. yeah, yeah. It was awful. It was so much worse. Yeah. Was Never engage with the enemy. Oh, and then I was so tired. I did actually fall asleep with the mm. light off, and this is the worst part of it. I woke up to the sense of someone choking me. Yeah. Um. Then I I really 
I really called for whatever protection I possibly could to come into the space um, and stay wide awake <laughs> for several hours. So I've, I've been into lots of different spaces and I've also had some really beautiful experiences with having a bit of a, a sensitive gift. That was one of the worst, most frightening experiences I'd ever had in that mm. space. Mm. Do you think it was the spirit that you said you kind of sensed an elderly female spirit from the night before, Catherine? Do you think it was her who had her hands around your throat? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The younger spirit that was in the room, the younger servant spirit, did not come across like that at all. Like she was quite um, quite a light, loving, um, loving spirit that was attached to the house but for very like lovely reasons i think mm. um i got the sense that she'd been uh, because the fa the house itself had been um in a in a family for like four generations and i feel like a lot of older people in the family maybe had lived in that house mm. and possibly the older woman was related to someone who who like lived in the house and and it was almost like she'd been given this room that would have been on the back of the house before an extension had been built on there. But it was almost like an outhouse, if you like, yeah. of, of the house. And that that to me felt like it was probably a servant's quarters at some point and um, that this other spirit was attached to the house because of the level of service that she provided in that environment and quite protective of the house and 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 loving and positive whereas the other one was not very irritated and angry <laughs> what a couple of like awful roommates you know like the really positive upbeat one and the other one who's <laughs> just like a straight up asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely mm. and i don't know um katarina i'm really interested in sharing this uh what what else could i have done in that room because i didn't I was having all the experiences and could feel all the energy that was in the space and could get a, a bit of a sense of who they may have been. Mm. But I don't have a skill set at a level to be able to deal with that level of, of um, interference. Look, I feel like the way you handled it was the best you could. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I, I, I sort of, you know, the moment you begin to engage with them, then you be, it becomes an energetic connection and that's where they will draw out your energy. Mm. The fact that you were there all those hours and not sleeping and becoming very tired made you extremely vulnerable to mm. your energy being vampirised, especially by the angry one. Yeah. Of course, you could not have known that. You were just trying to obviously ignore, read your book. Um, so that they're, they're the few things that probably went against you. The fact yeah. that you tried to play the joyful music and change the energy because they are already very fixed in their energy. So the fact that you came in with the music, I feel that really set them off. That's why when I go to haunted places, you know, and when clients call me and they're in these types of situations, I always say, 
try to ignore them as much mm -hmm. as possible and just keep your energy very shut down. Try and keep yourself very protected because the moment you try to engage with them or change the energy or burn sage or do anything like that, it can make them very, very angry and irritated and they will they will kind of like, you know, do what yeah. they try and choke you, try and upset you. They don't want their environment disturbed. In their world, you are the intruder mm. into their world. So therefore you go. That's how they would have seen it. Um, mm. And even as much as you can say the other lady was positive and beautiful and, and, and loving, the fact was that she was still quite disturbed because yeah. if she if she was in a state of pure love and bliss, she wouldn't be there. Yeah. She would have left not knowing that after death you don't remain attached to anything um, from your physical life basically to material things, that there is a, a, a higher journey um, to go into. So therefore... I don't think that that woman was going to protect you. In fact, I think mm. that she probably vampirized your energy also. Mm. To me, you know, I, I wouldn't, I probably would not have gone there a second time, <laughs> definitely not. Oh, Animals are very <laughs> psychic and very sensitive and I feel like obviously that's why your dog was barking and growling. But, look, I believe that you did you know, the best you could under the mm. circumstances. It's not like we go to school and we're trained on how to deal with nice. spirits. But no, of course not. I, th I I honestly feel you did your best and I'm really glad you survived it. You must have felt so exhausted and tired and drained oh. for, for weeks after that experience, yeah, because yeah. literally they will really shatter your energy. If, mm. You know, they get... Sounds to me the whole choking and just being there two nights in a row, they really, you know, it's kind of really shattering to your energy field and and you becoming tired left you extremely vulnerable and with, mm. with almost probably zero resilience to be able to even create any form of protection force field around you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and sometimes the only way to deal is to create that force field of protection around you if you're ever in a situation, God willing, that you're not, um, that um, you, you, you create that force field and the best thing is to completely disconnect. Mm. Do not, you know, disconnect, um, try and just disconnect, ignore, that way they it, it's, it makes it much more difficult for them to zap your energy. Yeah. But the yeah. moment you connect with them, then it becomes an exchange of energy, an exchange of communication. Mm. 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 Oh, I can totally see that. That is, yes, very Yeah, good. that's okay. But yes. the fact that you remained quite calm and sane through all that, most people would have run for their lives, got they would have taken their child dog and slept in the car or well, I mean, the done. fact that you remained there is quite incredible. I think well, that that's incredibly brave. I think it's because it's not the only thing that's happened to me. It's probably yeah. the it's probably the scariest thing. One of the scariest, but you've obviously you've obviously got a lovely gift there. You know your mm -hmm. ability to sense and see. I think that 
you know, you might, you know, be able to perhaps think about exploring your gift a bit more, maybe developing it, learning a little mm. bit more about it, uh, um, you know, learning to maintain a higher frequency in situations like that. I, I think that you have a wonderful gift, really. But um, that's up to you if you wish to explore it more and perhaps develop. Oh, yeah, I think I would actually like to mm. do that. And sometimes got- we have these experiences because it's almost like it's drawing us towards perhaps yeah. exploring more about our spiritual self. Mm. I yeah. think that's true, actually. And I think I've got to a point where um, I haven't really shared this part of my experience um, with many people and I've just kept it to myself. Yeah, um, of course. Felt like it's been um, probably a real awakening over the last couple of years to sort of go, actually, this is this is how I experience the world. So, um, but then in leaning into that, gift and in leaning into that sense of sensing I'm also realizing how much I don't know and that was what that Mm. really was was for me I'm like wow there are some things I just do not have the skills to yeah but that's okay I still feel that you're incredibly brave and you did handle it really well the the fact that you could just sit there and read a book through all of that is incredible truly yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's all about learning and it's all about, you know, it's obviously mm. bought th- you know, bought things in bought a new understanding about mm. the spirit realms. And it is really unfortunate when a soul is stuck in between the realms you know between the physical and the spirit realm and they still will maintain their anger or parts of their personality their resentment sometimes they're angry that they you know they didn't want to die or were ready to die or they feel really like you know stuck in a particular environment because Mm -hmm. it belongs to me it's mine I'm never letting it go um yeah there's lots of reasons why um souls become yeah stuck in 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 physical reality and um and that's what they do they actually will look for a power source to plug into yeah yeah because that helps them to kind of remain here because that takes energy in itself for them to remain here because they no longer have a physical body, so they're not. It's no longer a suitable environment for them. So they need to kind of vampirize energy, and they've probably been vampirizing energy from all the other people who've slept there, mm-hmm. um, who probably didn't even realize and probably got up that morning and thought, "Oh my God, I feel so tired and drained. I've got yeah. a headache." Yeah, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. And talking about your other experiences, Catherine. Um, so as you know, Katarina and I, we sometimes go and visit haunted, haunted buildings as part of the series. And our very first haunted building was the Duntry League mansion in Orange. Very well known, yep. <laughs> yeah, and you being from Orange, it turns out, uh, not only have you stayed at Duntry League, you've had your own supernatural experiences and when you watched our, our podcast on Duntry League you were like yep I, I had I had the same thing when I was there so tell us yeah. about that tell us about what happened to you there well having grown up in Orange James I'd been to Duntry League lots of times and mm. it always had a, like a weird sense of things that were going on in that space um but was always very distracted because I was there for a reason for an event or something else that was happening but then I uh, a couple of years ago, um, we went and decided, oh, let's go and stay the night in Duntry League because you can do that now. Yep. It was not as scary as the thing I just described before, but we walked into the main hall and exactly the same thing happened to me that I think happened to Katarina and mm. you know, that wafting smell of a cigar. And I was like, am I the only one? Who's smoking in here? <laughs> Mm. Am I the only yeah. one smell this? And it became pretty clear to me. I went to go into that front room and the door slammed in my face and there was no one else in that room. And it became pretty clear to me as I was moving through Duntry League, uh, I, I, I got the sense of what was going on there, but the people I was with did not. And we stayed in the room that um, was one of the daughter's rooms who really liked to make perfumes. Yes. And so oh, right, the scented room. Yeah. And Did when you get the scent? Yes, yes. Per- it's incredible, isn't it? It was so powerful. I it is really powerful. Yep. Totally different from anywhere else in that building that can smell a bit musty. And it's always there. It's amazing how that perfume scent is just always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they told us that, like, no guests, when we went there, zero guests in the entire building. So mm. so smelling cigar smoke, smelling really strong old. The perfume was incredible. Like, there's nowhere it could have come from. You know no. what I mean? There was no, yeah. So you smelt that too. That's amazing. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. And then when I was listening to your thing and you're describing all the things in the room. <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> smelt it all. So yeah, it's definitely the cigar. I felt like that was the owner of mm. of Duntry Lee. Um, what was his name, James? I forget his name. Uh, James Dalton. Oh, James? that's right. Yeah, that's him with the cigar, yeah. and then the daughter with the perfume. Yeah, just incredible. 
and his brother Patrick Dalton built a similar mansion at the other end of this long street. And if you go into that one, that one's creepy too. Oh, we'll have to go there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. To to all the haunted Dalton residences, I think there's a few in Orange actually. Like it's they're like they're behind a few of the big fancy buildings from um, that were built back then, and I'm sure they're all haunted. Well, it seems like they like hanging around and holding on to their possessions. So yeah, yeah, it's quite sad, isn't it? There's so much more if they moved beyond their possessions, but yeah, it's mm. mm. really sad how they remain so stuck to their material possessions. Yeah, it's such it's such an interesting thing. I'm I I can be a little bit wary about going into older buildings these days, not just because of that experience, but because I do get a strong sense of things that have happened. And I've been to lots of other sites in Australia, um, which I will refuse to go into, like places where people run ghost tours and things that I think just stir it's so up. wrong. Yeah, like disturbing just, them. So wrong. So it's, wrong. It's I'm so like those towards so wrong. Yeah. And when I was in Beechworth, there's an asylum, um, in an old asylum in Beechworth. And I went for a big walk around the town. And just even walking on the boundary of that asylum, I was like, I, I the energy coming off that, those buildings. I will mm. never go in them. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. Mm. Well, you definitely have a lovely gift to be able to sense so strongly the other side. Oh, thanks, Katerina. It's brought me some really lovely experiences too. So, yeah, yeah look, I, let's let's hear let's hear a lovely one just to just to even out because we've got yeah, we've creeped everybody out. Yeah, I'm haunted. Well, it start. I think it all started from a really beautiful place. Like when I was very young. Um, I could see things and experience things that other people weren't. And it was dismissed for a long time until I was quite young, about three and a half. And um, we went to a church, an unfamiliar church. Uh, and I was standing in on the pew and I turned around and started waving. And my parents tell me the story. They, they kind of patted me and said, who are you waving? Turn around and sit down. And when I... Uh, said to my mum, I, I was waving at Nanny, I was saying goodbye to her. Oh. They kind of dismissed it. And then as we left the church, um, a whole number of our family arrived because she'd just passed away. And that was kind of the moment where um, some people in my family went, okay, there's something definitely going on with this one. And... <laughs> But then I had really beautiful experiences, often would get a very strong sense of when someone was going to pass away, like within a few hours of them passing and really beautiful things would appear like birds in the middle of the night or um, at my window or I had a beautiful experience with my grandfather who I used to sing with and was standing in a in a room and literally an orb of light came into that space. I've never experienced anything like it, like just the whole room lighting up um, and just this beautiful feeling of like warmth and love. It was really lovely. 
and then as an adult, um, I've had I've had a friend of mine whose um, husband passed unexpectedly, and was really nudged one day to go and buy her some perfume, a particular type of perfume that I would never buy for a friend, and just arrived at her house with this um, box of perfume for her, and she'd just run out of perfume that morning. And it was the last bottle that her husband had ever bought her. So uh, when those sorts of things happen and you can't quite explain them, but they're actually really beautiful, you sort of go, hold on a second, like there, there is a whole other, there is a whole other world, a whole other energy, a whole other way of connecting with people and with spirit that is actually really beautiful and can mean a lot to people. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. That's really amazing. That's beautiful. You you truly do have a lovely gift. You need to join our Patreon. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Refine your gift. You'll make <laughs> okay. a lovely medium and then you can, you know, set up, give messages to people who, you know, who've lost loved ones on the other side. I, I really feel you do have a wonderful gift. Mm, it it's not just for nothing that you've been sensing and feeling this as a child. That That's what happened to me. I'd yeah. be sensing and feeling as a child. I remember I was three years old uh, talking to all kinds of different people. So um, I just believe you have a gift and perhaps it's something that you can think about developing and bring mm, joy and peace because it does. And the other side, so that's yeah. what I mean. Once a loved one's made it to the other side, they're definitely able to pass on loving messages to their loved ones because, you know, the communication never ceases. It's only we believe that, you know, or we people believe that once they've gone, they've gone. But, no, if you open up your heart, that communication is always there. It's always possible to communicate mm. with loved ones on the other side. Yeah. Because love is the most powerful frequency and it can never be separated. We can never be separated from the people we love that we, you know, have gone to the other side. And love is the the link that links us to them. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously they're linking to you. I mean, that husband, you know, linking to you, knowing that you would be able to sense and feel to go and buy the perfume. I, I mean, that's just beautiful. Like that, that's incredible. And the joy it would have brought to him knowing that you bought this gift for his wife and, and the joy for the wife, like, yeah, that yeah. that's priceless. It was really beautiful to be a part of that. It's ir- It's weird when it happens. Nah, because, it's not weird. It's natural. We like just, you- <laughs> we just meet. Yeah, we've been just kind of programmed to believe it's weird, but it really, mm. we are. We were meant to have all of these gifts developed, but we just, you know, they're all closed down, shut down because we believe it's weird, or we be- we we don't trust ourselves, and people don't trust themselves, or they judge themselves, or they think, I don't want to be weird, I want to just be like everybody else, I don't want to, but really, these gifts are like, you know, God given to us, we all have the gifts, we all have the ability to communicate with the other side, if we really desire to do that. Yeah. Just got to open up your heart to it, that's, that's all. 
Can I ask you something else then, Katarina? Do mm. you, before really big kind of world events, like big things that happen, do you mm. do you get sort of agitated or like have a sense? Yeah, of, I get, or I get I'm visions like, oh. of it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always, absolutely. And sometimes mm. it's really hard. I, 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 it's like I just don't want to know, like really. Like I remember before those big bushfires just before COVID, it's like I, I just couldn't bear what I was being shown. And it's just like it can't happen, it can't happen. But it's really hard. That's where it's hard where you see the devastation or you're prepared for the dis- devastation beforehand and it's mm. like... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad. The dreams of things yeah. didn't quite make sense to me, and then you suddenly see them on the television. Yeah, you sometimes you're given like, things in like a puzzle, and then you, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Catherine, of some dreams or visions you've had of world events or incidents that have. Oh, this can't like this is I've never really spoken about these things, James. But um, about two weeks before September 11, uh, I kept having dreams about um, towers, like buildings crashing, um, and kept waking up in the night with the sound of screaming, people screaming, like it was really awful. And a, a friend of mine noticed that I was quite agitated and um had said to me you know what's going what's going on with you like what's happening I went I can't explain it but I feel like something is about to happen and I said not to me something big Mm. and then the weirdest thing the night the night that September 11 happened I'd been doing all these sort of calming techniques to try and get myself to sleep through the night and I slept through the night I turned off everything so I didn't even know that it had happened and I woke up the next morning and then turned the television on and it was like watching what I dreamt two weeks beforehand. Very wow. scary, very scary. Wow. Um, and then the 2009 bushfires, uh, dreamt pretty much a lot of that happening before it happened. Um, and then the bushfire season that most recently happened and the pandemic that happened had lots of, they don't make sense. Like they're very unusual, but you know, they're real. Like, you know, there's something real about them, but your logic brain gets in the way of what you're seeing and tries to interpret it and tries to make sense of it. When, when you wake up, you know, when you wake up, you've still got that kind of image in your head. If you dream with vision image in your head and you, and you try to unpick what it means but they don't make sense really until you see you see them again. And I I know there's a pattern that happens to me now, which is I might have one dream and then I'll be okay for a couple of days, then have another dream. And then when I start getting them all like consecutively, it means it's um, about to about to happen. Yeah. That's so incredible. it's yeah, it's weird. I've got I've got used I've got more used to it as I've been older, mm. um, and sometimes those things have been personal, like like a warning um, to me personally. Other times they've been around big like world shifting, shaking events that happen. 
but you just feel very agitated and a bit out of sorts and you're having these visions pretty regularly of what's going to happen. Anything at the moment? Are you getting anything at the moment about world events? I, I think we're in a really big period of upheaval and so the energy's a little bit all over the shop, really. Um, so, yeah. And I think a lot of people are going through changes and waking up to this different way of thinking about the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, I don't think we're, us having this conversation right now is a mistake. I think this is the sort of thing that has been coming for a while. And it's not new. I have a lot of Celtic Basque blood. This is almost like a coming back to a way of knowing the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a yeah, lovely way to put it. Lovely way to put it. Well, Catherine, wow. What can I say? Uh, amazing. Thank amazing. You. Amazing. Um, mm. I, I feel like we've started out talking about a haunted house and we've covered so much terrain in this episode and it's been fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing with us. You're welcome. Thanks to you guys. Mm. I absolutely loved this. I've learned so much from both of you and listening to your podcast. I just love it. It's awesome. Thank you. That's very sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah, do come on to our Patreon. and um, You have oh. an amazing gift. You cannot waste that precious gift. Well, thanks, Katarina. Yeah. Yeah, let's refine it. Yeah, go out into the world and help people. There's not enough people with the real genuine gifts helping others. Um, mm. And you yeah. definitely have a beautiful gift there. Well, thanks for sharing your stories, Katarina. Like, I mean it. Like, mm. listening to your podcast has helped me go, oh, you know, I've had that experience. Oh, yeah. It's helped you go, oh, yeah. gosh, I am normal. <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel more confident and to talk about it too. Oh, so. that's good. I'm so happy. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. And I think our stories help awaken others and and then others who've had these experiences don't have to feel like oh, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really natural for all of us. You know, we've been created to have these these beautiful gifts, but um yeah, they've been suppressed unfortunately due to many factors. But you're right, this is a a big time of great awakening for humanity and changing our ways and moving into an energy of you know being more working through the center through our heart centers and being more in touch with our hearts and making our decisions through our hearts rather than our heads and yeah it's a time of great awakening and I think those that are not able to awaken are going to fall behind and uh, you know we're going to help them to sort of catch up yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that too. Otherwise, they're going to, yeah, they're going to really struggle with the new energies that are coming in. And mm-hmm. it is, it's a time where everything's going to come apart. You know, everything's got to kind of crumble for the new to, to come in. Mm-hmm. So, a new dawn is just definitely on its way. Yeah. It's funny what you said, Katarina, about making decisions with your heart, not your head, because that's exactly what a friend of mine who passed away 
several years ago came to me in a dream and said that exact same thing he was like yeah, it's so true got to fit you got to make your decisions and you come from here not here that's right well we have like another brain in our heart and also it's the center of our divine spark and when we make decisions that are heart-based and they're going to be decisions that come from truth compassion love you know and, and this is what we need to become in order to evolve and move through this um this craziness that's going on absolutely mm -hmm. yeah thank you Catherine, for coming on no thank you for having me yeah it's a pleasure yeah i have a feeling that you'll be back at some point Catherine, telling us more stories i think that's mm -hmm. we'll see hopefully not from a house in harden yeah no hopefully <laughs> they're housed. no gosh don't go back there no god no god no yeah all right okay. well thank you thanks guys and uh thank you for listening or, or watching we appreciate it and uh yeah we look forward to seeing you next time thank you very much Catherine, and thank you katarina thank you james thanks james thanks katarina thank you Catherine. Okay, bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us once again. And don't forget to subscribe and please share, share our, our stories. Indeed. Thank you. We'll see you next time. To gain access to private spiritual development classes, guided meditations, and live Q&As with Katerina, please visit www.patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash the Australian Ghost Whisperer. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.